Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree at Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite On Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to another installment of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. Well, my name is Ron, and we have, believe it or not, Mia is here. He's sitting right across from me. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, everyone. And through the big airways of our telephone lines, we have Mr. Steve Carson of the Penn Fishing Universities. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, guys. Hey, I hope I said that right. You know, Penn Fishing Universities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Don't what you don't say is uh, University of Pennsylvania, which is right. a large <laughs> linebacker producing university from back east that's been a big disgrace <laughs> in the last few years. Yes, that is not quite the same thing. Yeah, that is true. And but, however, believe it or not, right now we are flying solo because I don't have tiny shoes to fill because he's not here. Nor is he going to be calling in. I, he may be calling in later to give us an update because him and Ben are in Alaska, so which means Ben will not be here as well. But it's Tony and I. And then also, without ado, without ado Mr. Andrew Mack. Good morning, Andrew. Uh-oh. Do we have Andrew? Okay. Good morning, Andrew. Let's try that again. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. So, it's just the four of us, and we're going to have the best show ever in the entire world, and we're going to have fun oh, doing yeah. so. Because there's a couple things I want to talk to Steve and Tony about, but first of all, let's get to the freshwater report. So, Tony, you got anything going on? Do we have anything going on, Ron? It has been fishing madness, catfish madness. We actually a couple of events that we uh, that we you know talked about for the last couple of weeks and then finally got to go to which was our carbon canyon kids event it was the first event uh, back since covid so it was great to see you know um, carbon canyon put on a great event we had over 350 kids uh, pre-sign up and about 500 total come in with their parents and most of them uh, caught fish for their first time and i'm uh, you know a big shout out to team 57 these guys really came in at the last minute aaron allen art daryl miguel maurice mitch we were there at five o'clock in the morning we were cutting bait we had like 500 pounds of, of mackerel man we were just cutting madmen and uh, you know always hoping that the fish bite so the um the carbon canyon event they they stocked these catfish a few days and man i'm telling you ron from the first second these kids put the bait in the water it was on some of them and we're talking maybe two to three pound catfish for the entire event each kid caught at least four or five fish a lot of catfish released and then uh, you know we had a little group here in front of the 
in front right on the water with uh, Team 57. They were hooking kids up as they were coming by, and kids had never caught these fish before. So it was a great, uh, great event. It's been planned for a long time, and last year because of COVID, obviously everything got canceled. So it's neat to see some of these events coming back. We've got another one coming up in September. And uh, just a great all-together to see everybody get out, get to experience some fishing, and most of these kids for the first time. So they got hooked up with goodie bags. And I'm telling you, if they had events like this when we were kids, it would have been just crazy off the hook. But it was it was a good couple hours of just nonstop fishing. Well, well you know, I, I agree with what you just said at the end. When, when we were kids, you know, but it was a whole lot different because we, we always got up and, and headed out you know 6 a.m in the morning didn't but you had to be home by dark for dinner but you know there wasn't all the planned things that we had but right hey steve on your events out there um did they are there any of them coming up this year no pretty much uh everything is still curtailed um you'll find that the various different cities that that usually have to permit those events uh just are not issuing big big event permits right. i mean to be uh, you kind of wish they were but they're not and if you don't have the permit you can't do it so all we can do is uh you know uh, uh hang on to the money don't spend it don't waste it and uh hang on to the gear and uh get ready for next year already oh okay so but with that the reason i ask you that because we do have an announcement to make here um <clears throat> for the first time in the last two years we will be running the mile square uh, parks kid event uh, that uh, hosts the inner city kids and it will be uh, right this date down because we're also going to need volunteers again this year October 16th which is a Saturday and we will be on what they say like Donkey Kong which is great I cannot wait because you know in years past we've had anywhere from a thousand kids down to that one year when it rained really heavy we had about oh, 300 yeah, yeah. Uh, it has always been a great event so you know, we're going to also need the volunteers again. Tony's going to have to step up and get us some bait. And, but uh, I cannot wait to get this back going again. I just got the email yesterday, so mm-hmm. uh, cannot wait. And I know that I uh, checked with the date. Uh, didn't coincide with me being able to go to uh, see the Rolling Stones on the 17th, so it all worked out great. <laughs> so, but, uh, Andrew, so let's talk about some of the lakes going on out here. What do you, what's going on everywhere? All right, just like Tony said, uh, it is catfish fever going around. Uh, Santa Ana River Lakes uh, has been stocking heavy every single week. It's full truckloads of catfish. Uh, this Thursday was nothing different, uh, but they did throw in another load of tilapia mixed in with the catfish. So it's kind of cool. They they have different options there. I mean, you know, you're you're able to fish all three lakes now. Um, that is something different that they've kind of been doing was dumping more fish in the in the top lake, the catfish lake, and uh, you know you're able to keep uh, keep catfish there that uh, that uh, get to about 10 pounds and below. Anything above is still catch and release up there. Um, but yeah, I mean the catfish have been biting nonstop um, for that. A lot of guys uh, they're using you know the shrimp soaked in the Cajun. They're using. Uh, the Mac bites, you know, soaked in the bite on Cajun. Um, that stuff's been really, really uh, uh, kind of leaving everything else behind as far as the bait, the go-to bait. Uh, I mean, to, you know, even Tony will tell you that that Cajun, whatever whatever blend he's using, those catfish they can't resist that, and that's many lakes that that uh, that, that that's happening for. Well, you know, it's um, 
I use it all the time too, but I also, you know, use the Fury when I can get some lately. It's, mm-hmm. I haven't been able to see Tony and get some, but I usually um, use the cage and then I dip it into the Fury, which is a, you know, it's a powdery substance. It looks like a woolly mammoth by the time mm-hmm. you pull the, you know, whatever you're doing within it. We've had some good time uh, float tube. I mean, yeah. float tube, Santa Ana River Lakes is one lake that you can still float tube in California. They've got the, like you said, they have three different lakes. They're they're traditionally stocking the two, and now they've got, you know, that third bigger lake where you can catch some monsters. I mean, if you want to go and pull on some big fish, you're going to pull on, I've seen 40, 50, 60 pound fish, catfish being caught out of that lake. So if you're in it to go get some big catfish, Santa Ana River Lakes has got some giants, and you will you will catch the fish of a lifetime. Well, I know that's for a fact because you remember when I caught that uh, whatever I hooked, I never saw it. Never saw it, but that it thing was a monster. It pulled me from the north side to the south side of the lake, <laughs> and it finally came unhooked, and it had straightened a hook out, and it was a number, it was a one-aught yeah. hook, so it, it had to be pretty big, but it, it yanked me around that lake like I was a toy, and there's some big catfish in there. And I happened to had lunch with um, uh, Craig Elliott the other day, and they're going to keep stocking the tilapia, so... As long as they'll support it, I like the tilapia stock. Yeah, I, I, we, I love tilapia. We deep to eat. fry them, so yeah. when you eat them, they're great food, great dinner fare, and uh, quite the little bite on light line tackle. So get out there and get some fishing in Santa Ana River Lakes for sure. Hey, hey Steve, um, the tilapia, where are they more common than say Santa Ana River Lakes? I mean, around in the area, do you know? Well, they used to be common out at the Salton Sea because they're such good, such tough survivors. As the uh, salinity level rose in the Salton Sea and all the other traditional species like Corvina, et cetera, all kind of died off, the tilapia hung on. They're still present in the canals and such in that area that, uh, that, you know, that aren't super salty. I mean, they are survivors. They don't care if the water quality is good, if it's bad. Uh, you know, they don't care if they're eating live bait or they're eating algae. They will eat anything which is what makes them so popular with fishermen. They uh, they want to eat whatever it is you're using. So well, that's... Uh, they taste really good, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, that's all a good thing. Yeah. So, Andrew, what else is going on? Uh, well, we uh, I was actually at Mountain Lakes yesterday. Uh, I know Tony's probably going to head up there later. Uh, but they've been stocking the uh, same thing every week with 1,000 pounds of catfish, 500 pounds in each lake. Um, the only thing that I'm seeing with this lake uh, that's been common pretty much all catfish season is the day bite. The day bite is extremely tough uh, there for catfish, and it's not because there's not a lot of fish. It's not, you know, I know catfish are nocturnal, uh, so they do bite more at night. But the problem is that there's so many bluegill that are swimming around, you don't get a chance to actually get a bite with catfish because as soon as you throw your either mackerel, shrimp, or whatever it may be, I mean, you're watching your, your line go left, right, left, right, you know, just being picked up, drop, picked up, drop. And, right. I mean, these bluegill, they're just, man, they're just ripping everything apart. But the night bite has been just nonstop over there. So what's happening with our favorite lake, Tony? Do you know what's going on out there? Of course. In Lake Elsinore, the fish are continuing. Well, you know, they've, they've been stocking. Lake Elsinore has been stocking fish for the last couple of years, and they've been doing a very healthy stocking of multiple different types of fish, everything from um, from um, bass, big Florida F1 strained bass. They're putting in, like, the one-pounders. So by the time that, you know, years go by, they're going to grow and the ones that are being caught right now are probably in the two, two-and-a-half-pound to three-pound three 
range. Um, you've got everything from bluegill to carp to giant catfish there as well. So there's some there's some big fish hunting around in cat, uh, at Lake Elsinore. I'm, I've been on the hunt. There's a, there's a certain weed area along the shore, and it's right next to the uh, to the launch point area. And man, every time there's some big air, big fish there. But the problem is that there's a lot of rocks and jagged. Uh, jagged rocks in that area so if you don't have good or thick line you might you might end up breaking i've broken off a couple times on some pretty big fish but the float tubing the boating you know it's just phenomenal and then of course you can go over to williams bait and tackle get everything you need to stock up for you know everything for the fishing day and of course uh, after fishing you can get there at the bobber and have a nice lunch the bobber is just the food there ron i mean you've been there we just it's just incredible william does such a good job with every bit of his uh uh, you know all of his own recipes and um, bringing just giving anglers and everybody a chance to to try out the food and the experience and the deck but um yeah lake elsinore is just off the hook if you want to get some good fishing in that place is going to be i think there's going to be a world-class bass in maybe five to eight years what do you what do you think steve some you think they'll grow that big to maybe five to eight years uh well you got to figure that they're going to grow a little more than a pound a year in the lake and so I, I, I know a lot of them, what they put in was, was around a pound. And that's also good. Uh, you know, some lakes, when they buy their Florida strain bass, the F1 Floridas, they buy the little ones. They right. buy the, you know, five, six, seven inchers. The survival rate is not that great on those little ones. When you put them in, at, you know, at a pound, which is, you know, like 12 to maybe 14 inches, the survival rate, you know, zooms up, you know, in the, you know, in the 80% range. And uh, they grow maybe a pound a year, so five to seven years, they'll be nice, but they won't they won't be giants. But you know, if you get in the the twelve to fourteen year range, add it add it onto it for a pound or two when they go in. There you go. Then then you're gonna have some big fish because that lake is super productive. <clears throat> and one thing about bass, they're on a seafood diet. Okay. They see they see food, they eat it. <laughs> okay, I want to I want to continue that because I got I still want to ask you about the uh, other fish that are in there. Um, music's playing. Let's you're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM eight thirty KLAA. We'll be right back. Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. 
Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat, out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AMA 30 KLAA. And we went to break. Steve, um, so how many months do you think before we're going to be able to catch a wiper? You mean a legal wiper at 18 A legal inches? wiper, yes, they have to be 18 inches. Uh, well, I, I can't remember exactly what month that, that they were planted last year. But once again, you, in, instead of a, with, the, with the largemouth, with the F1 largemouth, you're looking about a one pound to one point two five pounds a year. With the wipers, it's an even more dramatic growth, growth uh, curve, and it's about one inch a month. And I think, as, as I recall, they were planted. They were, you know, six to eight inches, and right. they were. That was about ten months ago. So. You might see some of the more uh, the more enthusiastic eaters starting to be close to legal size now. Please, please, please carry something in, with you that you can measure fish with because don't say, oh, 17 and a half inches close enough. By the way, a little tidbit of trivia. If you have nothing else on you to measure with, United States currency, that is a $1 bill or whatever you got, is exactly six inches long. What? Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I Steve, it's funny. That. It's funny you should say that because my grandfather, I mean, gosh, I'm ancient. So think how long ago this was. He told me that, and I've never forgotten that. But until I forgot about, I forgot about it because nobody thinks about it. But what a great that's what a you great have no excuses. So that two and a half dollar bills, and you're good to go. That is crazy. No, three dollar bills, eighteen inches. That's right, inches. three. <laughs> that green, yeah. yeah. You, got, really you got to have a dollar bill and good math skills, folks. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. But uh, yeah, I forgot all about that. So I guess that would be see if the school I went to. I guess that's three one dollar bills long. Yeah, and they've. I just got a message from Jonathan. They've actually been stocking and planning since July 2020. And uh, he says that he's, he's been catching some wipers. Now, Jonathan Oliver Skinner, he's the, um, he's the director of events out there for Lake Elsinore, and he's, he's been float to man, that guy every so that's morning. 13 months. 13, 13 months, months, yeah. They've been stocking them, and some of them were, you know, in the close to the six inch range when they went in. So, like I said, the, the more enthusiastic eaters may be legal right now, but yeah. it may be a half an inch short. Make sure you can tell, don't cheat. That's right. Don't, yeah, that's don't, an, that's don't run over. Cheat. Don't run over them and try to stretch them out either. Just, <laughs> just uh, you know, they'll be there. And boy, they're a, they are so much fun to catch. But um, Jonathan also said they have also been stocking regular largemouth bass. So, oh yeah, 
uh, it, the lake is just doing fantastic, and, and it's got such there's a lot of life out there, just everywhere. Yeah, well, you've got crappie, bluegill, red ear sunfish, giant catfish, regular catfish, wipers, and uh, and the all inclusive carp that we, uh, we that we like to so eradicate from the lake. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, Andrew, I'm sorry, Dave Wade. Is uh, what else you got going out there? Uh, yeah, Jonathan uh, also sent me a text as well um, this weekend over at Lake Elsinore. Uh, they have uh, a jet ski. Um, it's called right. the Jet Jet Tribe Jet Ski Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a two-day racing event uh, on the public beach, uh, City of Dream Extreme. Uh, they're welcoming about 150 of the best stand-up jet skiers uh, there. So he's saying everyone come on down and come see a pretty cool event going on at Lake Elsinore. Yeah, now I've been there in the past in the last couple of years. They didn't have one for COVID year, but uh, in the last couple of years, and that thing is, man, it's awesome. You're seeing 100 of these, 150, I guess, of the top uh, sporting athletes in the industry, and they're all coming to Lake Elsinore for a race-off. And so they section off the beach and they, in the areas where, the, um, where they're going to be competing, and they're doing everything from jumps to tricks to you know just running the, uh, running the course. But, yeah, it's definitely an event. It definitely puts the dream extreme on top of the event for Lake Elsinore. I mean, they're doing everything they can to be the outdoor sporting event capital of the world. So I can't wait till this weekend. It's going to be some good stuff. Fishing might be a little bit, you know, you want to get there before the all the uh, jet skis, but it should be a lot of fun this weekend. So definitely, yeah, definitely good to see you out there. Definitely. So what, another thing coming, uh, coming here pretty soon. I know everyone's talking about catfish here in the Southland. Uh, but believe it or not, some trout, some trout spots are starting to heat up. Um, and I'm not just talking about the weather. Uh, one spot uh, definitely is to look for is uh, Lake Gregory. Um, Lake Gregory is up there, uh, uh, up there off the 18 uh, on the way to Big Bear. Uh, what they have coming up on September 4th is their first trout derby. Um, you know, uh, that's, uh, they're actually going to probably be stocking that Friday. So that, that would be September 3rd, uh, to do a stocking of trout. Um, the cost is about 20 bucks to enter. Um, they're getting all their sponsors and everything together as well. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's some trout options coming. I know me and Tony, that's, that's pretty much our favorite time of year, you know, for freshwater. Yeah. Uh, Lake Gre- definitely coming. And Lake Gregory's that the reason they're stocking trout a little bit earlier because it has been a, a pretty hot season. They're at forty five hundred uh, elevation, so that's you know when you think about Big Bear, Big Big Bear is I think seven, six or seven thousand, Mammoth is eight thousand, so it's about half a mammoth. So it's a, you're going to get the cooler waters, the cooler weather, because other than that, and that's pretty much what these lakes are waiting for on the trout. They will uh, you know they got to have that cooler weather. So like you said, it's heating up, but it's getting cool. Yep, yep. And then, uh, you know, like you said, Big Bear Lake, uh, it's been, I mean, I've, I've talked to a few people that fish Big Bear, you know, regularly, and they're saying that the trout fishing all year has been just consistent, been nonstop. They've been catching fish. Usually right now is usually the, the slower time for trout, but if you're trolling, it's not the case. I mean, they're, they're getting so many trout right now, a lot, of, a lot of smaller ones, so there is a lot of catch and release going on. Um, but there is, the you know, those mixed, bigger ones in there i mean i you know one guy i talked to he fishes the lake just about every day and uh you know he's saying you know on average he's getting anywhere from three to maybe eight or nine you know rainbows and and he'll you know he only keep maybe one rarely he he likes catch and release everything there but um 
Yeah, he's saying, you know, right now, if you're trolling about two to three colors, you know, later in the day of lead core with uh, like a brighter color uh, Rapala or like a flicker shad or something like that, he goes, you'll, you'll get smacked. He goes, you will definitely get smacked. He goes, I can't guarantee, you know, that, that the fish will be over 10 inches. He goes, but the majority, you know, you're getting them about a pound, a pound and a half, you know, every every few fish that you catch. So, I mean, Big Bear, you know, for trout has just been going nonstop, which is really cool to see. Yeah, you know, um, I have a friend named uh, Mike uh, Smith who lives up in uh, Mammoth area. He, in fact, he lives right by uh, Convict Lake. And uh, day before yesterday, he pulled a seven-pounder out of the spillway. Is that right below where they let the water out? So there's a bunch of ponds <laughs> back there. Remember that time we were up there, Tony, they pulled an 11-pounder out of there. So, you know, there are some big trout still out there. You know, just got to get into the cooler water. And speaking of that, I'd like to say uh, good morning to, uh, you know, Dave Orb, who is actually at Silverwood Lake with Jack Higgins. They're out there fishing, so good luck, boys. Silverwood. See, there's so many great lakes just within a few miles from the mountains to the beach. Fishing is literally off the hook this year. You know, I think it's great that everybody's getting out of the house and getting in some of that vitamin D and some family time. It's it's definitely been a good year for that. I I agree, you know, and, and... well, we'll get we'll get into local and stuff going on here because there's a lot of stuff that's going on. I had a couple of fishing trips in and Sergio's up in Alaska, and I'll tell you where he's at in a few minutes. And but it, it, fishing is just going off right now, and it, there's so much to do out there. There's no excuse for you sitting on your couch. So get out there. Okay, Andrew, what else? Uh, yeah, yeah, we were kind of touching base there a little bit with the the Sierras. Um, the Sierras, they. There's a couple lakes that are just kind of standing out, you know, compared to some other ones. Uh, what I did notice was some of the lakes, uh, they're actually pretty low with water up there, uh, like uh, Silver, or uh, what is it, South Lake over there in Bishop. Right. Uh, well, somebody posted a picture there the other day, and, I mean, it's I've never seen the water that low. Um, so it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, but if you go up a little bit higher to the Mammoth area, like you're saying, those lakes are pretty much full, and those fish are biting up there. Uh, Marty and, uh, and his cousin uh, headed up there all last week. Uh, they were there for about five days of fishing, you know, going from Virginia to Grant to Convict to, you know, a lot of those lakes up there. And, you know, he's saying, you know, it's pretty much the word right now is that, you know, if you're going to shore fish, you might as well go invest in a float tube, get a boat rental, something, because, you know, with the warmer weather up there, those fish are a little bit deeper, but there's a lot of them. Okay. And he, you know, there was days that he had, you know, anywhere from 20 to maybe 50 fish days, you know, and he, you know, again, Marty's the kind of guy that's going to, you know, release everything, you know, up there. But, uh, you know, they were getting them in, in probably about 20 feet of water or so, kind of mid-lake in that area, kind of just drifting around. And uh, but I mean, there was a there was a couple days where he said, uh, I think what did he say? Uh, I think eight fish in a row were above four pounds. Wow. So I mean, it's like back to back to back to back. I mean, it was, you know, they were on them. And uh, he was saying uh, he fished Convict Lake as well. Uh, Convict Lake, he said it was just it, it, sometimes he couldn't even finish getting, you know, one rod in the water to, to try and set up the second rod when that one's going off. Uh, but Convict, you know, they uh, they have smaller fish. Um, about a pound and a half or so, but he goes, they're everywhere. And if Tony remembers last time, you know, we tried Comic Lake, you know, you remember what happened, Tony. 
I do. Yeah, we had a, we had a you know just a wind gust of like eighty five or ninety <laughs> miles an hour. It was phenomenal. Uh, the fish were definitely uh, swimming around, but um, man, I think we missed the spot where they were coming in off of that wind bite. Yeah. But man, it has yeah. been. I love Convict Lake, well, and remember. if you can get out and float tube, we should have had our float tubes. We could have probably just drifted from one side of the lake to the other. Yeah. Well, you remember last time you and I were up at Convict, uh, you know, and Cliff had to buy us some shots, but that's another story. But uh, it was it was wide open. That's that's actually my second favorite place to go. Absolutely, I love yeah. Silver Lake up there as well. Oh, you know, yeah, like, Silver Lake's just uh, a, its Lake's own really little brand. Cool and, and, um, but yeah, Cliff caught his first uh, brown, trout. brown trout up yeah. there on the float tube on for the, the first time. Tube. So another first for a float tube, and when we went with Andrew, because the wind was so so crazy, we actually did a lot of fishing in a lot of different areas. I mean, we traveled to a lot of different creeks, a lot of, and Andrew was on fish like uh, probably every creek we went to, man. And I, he's like a little kid in a candy yeah, store. It was just whisper. the fish whisper, yeah. the trout fish whisper. But yeah, it was a good time. I can't wait to get up there again, Convict Lake, and float tube out in the middle of the water and. And uh, there are some big fish, uh, you know, if you can if you can get that like lead core and get down there, they're uh, they're holding at about fifty or sixty pounds from what according to what their uh, their recent report is for the guys that are really into lead core and fishing like that. So definitely a place you got to get out to. And during this time of year, the uh, the weather, the seasons starting to change. Everything's just amazing out there. Perfect weather. Yeah. So mm -hmm. definitely. Anything else, Andrew? Uh, well, pretty much uh, freshwater, that's kind of going to be it. Um, just, uh, you know, if you're going to go trout fishing, you know, like Tony's saying, this time of year, you know, yeah, usually around uh, mid-September, getting into that October, you know, you're going to get the bigger fish that are going to start biting. You're going to see a lot more, uh, you know, being caught. And then, um, you know, with their stocking, a lot of the private resorts, they're, they're, they've been stocking, you know, 500 to 1,000 pounds every couple weeks, so. Like you said, get off your couch and get out there. The fishing's good. And uh, right now, with uh, with most of the kids going back to school, you know, camping-wise, I mean, there's going to be a lot more availability for camping, um, a lot more, you know, room up there. So uh, it's, it's definitely time to get out. Okay, cool. So we'll wrap this up. And right now we're going to go to break, if I do believe I hear the music. So this is Angels Radio, AM830 KLA. You're listening to Angler Chronicles, and we'll be right back. sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind-in-your-face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot Luxurious Sport Fisher Ocean Odyssey. 
Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose baits, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. And we were talking about uh, freshwater, but uh, I do believe that one of your volunteers is here. Let's go to Mike and Gardena. Mike, are you there? Mike, hello. Mike Gar- yeah, Mike and Gardena? Yeah, Mike and Gardena. Hello, Mike. How are you, Ron? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. What's going on hello, in uh, Gardena? What's going on? Yeah, they're up in um, Salmon Falls Resort up in Alaska, up in Ketchikan. So I, yeah. I, I was supposed to be there, but things kept me from being there. So I stayed home and went and caught bluefin instead. There you go. So what can we do for you? Okay. Well, hi. How are you? Big shout out to Mike. Okay. Got well, a new angler out here. We're gonna break him in. His name's uh, his name's uh, Mather, uh, Marshall, and he's from Colorado. Oh hi, how are you? Here, California waters and. Well, welcome has, to uh, California. What's the next charter coming up? Uh, Wednesday on the some fun. You got any openings? I do. How many? Uh, quite a few. Yeah, I want to talk about that. I've got as many as I want to put on there. So okay. give us a call. Call the area code 714-969-9750. Will do. What was that number? Yeah. Nine, 714-969-9750. And leave me a message, and I'll get back with you. So what is that it? You just wanted to say hi? That's it. Okay. Well, hi, and thank you for calling. Thank you for supporting. And you guys be safe out there. And welcome to California. All right, guys. Talk soon. Okay. Bye. Okay, so Andrew, do you have anything else at all? Uh, as far as freshwater, no. But uh, I know I know what I want to get into next. But yeah. I'll let you go ahead. <laughs> well, hang on a minute. I gotta. I want to tell everybody uh, once again. I was telling everybody. Uh, Sergio right now is up in uh, Salmon Falls Resort. It's a, a new resort that's out there. Um, and if you saw the pictures on Facebook, uh, they've uh, actually caught black sea bass limits, ling cod limits, and halibut limits. So it sounds like he's having a pretty good day and a pretty good week so far all in one day so uh and i believe that they're tomorrow they're targeting salmon so they're out there right now having a good time and uh i wish i was there yeah but steve how long has it been since you've been to alaska uh it's been a little while and i should note that 
Sergio didn't differentiate what they call up there black sea bass. That's true. Are black rockfish. Mm. They're not really sea bass, and they're not our our fish species that, that we have in California that is protected and you can't keep. Uh, actually, they're miscalled black sea bass. The real name of that species is giant sea bass. Either way, you can't keep them in California, although they are legal in Mexican waters, and that's not what Sergio's catching. Uh, well, if you go to Friends of Angler Conical, you can see one of his fish there, and that's uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's a monster. That's a monster. I would call take it yellow, that. Uh, yellow eye, right? Yeah, that's a yellow eye, yeah. which... Interestingly enough, up where he is, you can't keep those either. Right. And uh, although he doesn't describe which of the many kinds there are, he does mention that, that they used a descending mm-hmm. device to send it back down. Yep. It'll cool actually, when, he, when he gets back, it'll be interesting to hear uh, just what style they do use to send those, those, to those big fish. When they're that big and they have a big swim bladder that floats them high, uh, it's hard to get them back down. I, I mean, right. and they, they don't want to go back down. They're they're floating. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what that thing that thing is huge. It, you know, good looking fish, and I just uh, you know I wish I was there, but I'm not. Me and too. We're having fun time here, and you know I I want to get into what we we're doing, but first of all, I want to touch on both you and Tony went to ICAST, and I want to kind of have both of you give a synopsis of. Of ICAST and what was what you can legally say and and, and give give away the the news. But uh, Steve, give us a, a synopsis of what you saw and what happened. Well, first of all, it's great to be back. For for those who that don't know what ICAST is, it's International Convention of Allied Sport Fishing Trades, which is historically held every year in Orlando, Florida. They didn't have it last year because of COVID. And uh, it wasn't everybody in the world back this year. Obviously, uh, nobody from China, nobody from Japan, nobody from Brazil, nobody from Australia, New Zealand, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it was maybe two-thirds of the normal attendance. But it was still good to be back. And for those out there in the audience, visualize the Fred Hall Show times 10. Basically, the entire world's uh, fishing industry brought together, and again, unfortunately, it wasn't everybody this year. But um, uh, hopefully, by next year, uh, it'll be back in full force. It's still an amazing, amazing array. It's only three days, and if you stop and and talk in every booth, you can't see the whole show in three days. You can't do it. So you almost have to pick and choose what you want to make sure that you you make time for and you go look for. This was not a year for major technical innovations. I mean, there's always some, but you could tell that that the manufacturers knew it wasn't going to be a 100% full show. So I think maybe they held back. uh, My my guess is hold on to your hat for next year for the technical innovations because you're going to have what's left over from last year when they didn't have a show from this year where it was, you know, a two-thirds show, I think it's going to be amazing. But, but there's a lot of pretty cool stuff. Um, boy, what was the most amazing thing that I saw? Hard to say. Uh, I, there was a, a, a very fascinating thing called the Shark Bands, and I'm, I will try to uh, to put their link up on the uh, 
the Friends of Angler Chronicles Facebook page here in a, in a couple minutes. It's it's technology that doesn't require a battery or plugging in or anything, but where they take apparently and and again I'm not a physicist. They take two different magnets and put them next to each other in a certain way, and they create a magnetic field that repels sharks. Oh wow! So yeah, so and the form that they sell it in, I mean, they sell little wristbands for scuba divers and such, but they also make a thing called a zeppelin. Not to be confused with Led Zeppelin, but it's basically a six-ounce torpedo sinker. So, and it's made really for bottom fishing. So, if you're, you know, fishing in Florida or somewhere like that, where there's lots of reef sharks, use that as the as the sinker for your bottom fishing rig, and you can crank your fish up without sharks eating them. Now, you know whether or not that'll work on the, uh, you know, on the twenty-foot great whites at at Guadalupe Island. I don't know. They're, they're untested. Uh, it's not a cheap thing. So visualize a, uh, a, a six-ounce torpedo sinker that costs 60 bucks. So not everybody is going to want to use it. But, you know, there, there's possibilities that maybe when you hook up, if you're fly lining and you hook up, uh, you, you slide one down on your line like a, like a trolley rig on a pier. So, so it ends up down near your hook and maybe keeps the sharks away. I'm... I'm Again, it's going to take some experimentation to see if it to see if it works. Um, boy, what else? Uh, I was busy in my booth, so I didn't get to see everything. Tony was wandering around, kind of like uh, just like a kid in a candy store. He came. I, I was in I was in the pure fishing booth, which has a lot of stuff in it, and but the way it was arranged, I couldn't see very far. So I only saw Tony for like. A total of like three minutes. So he was certainly keeping himself moving and looking at everything. Well, that's all we see him once a week. So. Yeah. <laughs> three minutes, so. Or zero minutes. <laughs> or zero, yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, in, in terms of what was the, the best of show, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting point. What The best of show was the gilly. It was a plastic bluegill, kind of a plastic swim bait that... I can't even describe it. It's got a texture to the skin that that makes it swim in a very natural motion. Mm, and they're targeting it at the bass fishing world, obviously, because that is the uh, the most popular fish species in the United States, is largemouth bass, not to be confused with striped bass, white bass, yellow bass, hybrids, et cetera, et cetera. Largemouth bass, so, so they're, they're targeted at that. But if once you see this thing, it's called gilly, you'll realize it'll be super good for calicos, for bay bass, um, you know, just about any member of the bass family. You know, look at the colors that are going to work in your area. Look at the sizes that are going to work in your area, and it's going to work. It's just a, a, an amazing little piece of technology that, that makes a, a very innocuous little plastic bluegill just come alive when it's in the water. Mm-hmm. That's, that's now, really, Tony, no, yeah, so, I, I want to hear, because yeah, Tony I, was, you know, sniffing around in the corners, so he may have seen some, uh, you know, small manufacturer that's on their way up um, that really invented something really cool. Yeah, I want to hear from him, too, because um, I understand he went fishing as well. We'll get to that in a second, oh, yeah. though. But, Tony, what did you see? Well, do we have time or are we going to a break? I don't know. What Do we have a break coming up? 
I can't hear yeah, the music. I thought I, I thought I heard the music. Okay, so, well, I, there it is now. I can hear it now. This is uh, Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM830 KLAA, and we'll be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Okay, guys, it's time to wake up. Listen to Angels Radio on AM830 KLA. You're listening to Angler Chronicles. So, Tony, tell us about ICAST and tell us what you did fishing. Yeah, so when we got the ICAST, of course, you know, I was, like Steve said, I got to walk around and I was truly like a kid in a candy store. You get to see everything coming out for next year, everything that's in kind of the works for uh, trying and new technologies. I found uh, a couple of top water baits. Of course, Florida is a bass fishing kind of, that's where all the bass fishing really is. And um, so we started out when we got to Florida the next, that morning, we flew in uh, Sunday. We arrived at about 7.38. We were on the lake. Um, We went to Lake Toho and did a boat air uh, type of uh, ride around the lake and then the next morning we got hooked up with Captain Bill a guide out there and he took us he took um, I went out with my mom and Melina and we put them on some big Florida F1 strain bass I mean they were on it so you know it just it helps when you don't know a lake and you've got a guide out there he's got a boat and he's going to show you all the spots but to put mom and Melina on their very first bass real fishing it was just phenomenal. These were they're, they're probably in the five to six pound, and he was saying that these are these are pretty much the smaller ones. He said in January, when it's really the season, they start to get really big, and then you know it's just uh, you might catch a seven, eight, nine pounder there. So the um, fishing was definitely a part of the event. But the next day, getting into ICAST as soon as they opened for the uh, for the general hours. It was um, just so many events. I mean, they've got everything from fishing in the lake so you can try all the new gear and all the rods and reels. 
I was uh, I was trying to get a little bit more time with Steve, but he was he was at the Penn fishing booth and he had a crowd around him, and I mean it, it was just nonstop. So well, that's who he is. He's such a popular. Individual. I know, I know, Steve. I was I was truly impressed just kind of watching and seeing all the people come up to him and the description of the different Penn uh, fishing gears and just to see him at work, kind of uh, you know from a side, but walking around and getting to see it truly is in a place that you can do in one day and uh, talking with the, some people that it's almost like a mini reunion too you see a lot of people you haven't seen in a couple of years and of course you get to see all the you get first hand look at all the new gear and everything that's coming out one of the highlights for me when i was looking at there's a uh, lunker lunker hunter lures came out with a top water lure i was really impressed with it they did they tried to get best of show and uh, and of course that bluegill one is that thing is just amazing but there's some really great features i can't wait to get back and uh, it really was one of the best adventures I've ever had. And, you know, even trying to get over to uh, see Ben. Ben Ben was there at the Accra booth, and he had a crowd around him. You know, just got some video of them and the boys talking to everybody. And I just I can't wait till next year. I can't wait till these events start to get back on track and, uh, you know, get out there and, and see get to use some of the, the new fishing stuff that we got. So, uh, man, I can't I can't say enough about it, but I'm I think the best part about that was getting Mom – on her first big Florida F1 strain bass, with a, you know. that's really cool. First of all, I got to clear something up. It was was that an airboat that you were on, not an air thing boat thing. Air thing boat. It was an airboat. It was <laughs> okay. an airboat, and then the next day out. we went out on a bass boat. Okay. So yeah, so, two different types on the airboats are a blast. So. Yeah, we didn't get any fishing on the airboat, but we did get to see okay. some alligators and their uh, and kind of okay. go through that. So that was that was just phenomenal. That, that's, that's awesome. We, Steve. we had alligators in the hotel swimming pool. We didn't have to go on an airboat. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. So Steve, I understand you had something else. Well, yeah, and I apologize for being for being uh, uh, busy when Tony was there. It seems like I was like nonstop the entire show. Well, I'm going to interrupt you for a minute. So you know darn well, Steve, because you always won't let me talk during your seminars. But I always sit in your seminars at the Fred Hall show. Do not, do I not? You do, you and, do, and, and I don't you... even make fun of you when Sergio sits up front. <laughs> I pick on him. Well, I know, and you know, you always learn something new. Definitely. Man, the minute you think that you know everything, take up knitting because you're never going to learn everything. Trust me. Well, we 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 had a lot of really cool new stuff in the pen booth, which is uh, again why I was so busy and I was sort of running back and forth between the real display and the rod display. Who decided they needed to be separate? That wasn't me. Uh, but, uh, you know, there was a lot of excitement around, uh, and not so much a thing, you know, not like it. there's not a two-speed or anything for tuna fishing, uh, but there's some really nice new spinning reels, including a dealer-exclusive series, uh, which, uh, which kind of takes, the, uh, you know, the big uh, retailer that's online that's named after River in South America, takes them out of the picture, and uh, and give something special to you know your little local bait and tackle mom and pop dealer that that only they can sell, but also, and again we're in Florida, so not everybody looked at them, but Penn also unveiled their West Coast special rods, which I had uh, you know a lot of input into the design, um, and you know and choosing the actions, et cetera, et cetera. So for the for the West Coast people that were there. They were very, very happy and excited about that. And besides all the usual live bait rods, surface iron rods, 
rail rods for tuna, et cetera, et cetera. There's even an eight and a half foot, four to ten pound spinning outfit surf perch special. So Penn really, you know, is is going all out for the West Coast business. And uh, those rods won't be in your local dealer till probably late October because the entire fishing world, I'm Tony can Tony can attest to this. The entire fishing world is just struggling to keep up with the incredible demand. And, you know, again, not even including if you want to get a two-speed conventional reel for tuna fishing, good luck with that. Uh, yeah. um, I yeah, have a couple they, of friends that just got their orders uh, for reels filled that have been waiting for their reels for 12 months. So Yeah, there were a lot. Well, I don't, I don't know about 12 months, but I know several dealers that went to shows, so to buying shows in November of last year yeah. and are just now getting their stuff. Yep. And so it's it just because the, the entire world has been was told, oh, you can't do anything indoors. You've got to go outdoors. Well, what are we supposed to do? Oh, let's go fishing. And then, of course, you throw in the inevitable interruptions to the various supply chain and all those cargo ships that are circling around outside of Long Beach waiting to be unloaded. It's just, uh, you know... Cut your local dealer a break, you know. Absolutely. Just be understanding that they, they are doing their best and mm-hmm. could be worse. The fishing could not be very good as opposed to <laughs> the way it's been lately, which is these are the good old days. I'll tell, you, I'll really tell you what. There's been nothing like this. I hope I'm around long enough to in about three years to go, gosh, you remember 2000 and what is it? It's been going on for now, like what, six years now? Yeah. Well, um, 2016 is where it really yeah. just went off the rails and, and into the stratosphere. Right, and and we're going to go, gosh, those were the good old days. And I'm just going to be happy I can remember. But, um, you know. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, God. Oh, hey. Yeah, well, like you said, there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, the opportunity to get out and fish and uh, and do the thing in Florida is just incredible. Big shout-out to Wayne Coteau and Lori Heath. We saw them out there doing their thing. and. Uh, it was just, it was a good all event. I can't wait till next year and to see some of these new events come out. They take a lot of time to plan, so it's uh, definitely great, and I'm good to see, you know, that we're back, that we're back. <laughs> hey, Steve, <laughs> now you're saying they, uh, you saw some shark, what is it, uh, like, a, like a shark weight that, that keeps them away? It, it, well, the, the name of the company is Shark Bands. Uh, B-A-N-Z, and they make a, a number of products. They started out as safety products for scuba divers. And, uh, again, uh, you're going to have to look up, look up their scientific explanation of how they do it. But basically they put two different magnets next to each other and hmm. seal them in plastic. And uh, that gives out enough of a, uh, a, you know, an electronic field that it disrupts the shark's senses and apparently, you know, doesn't feel good to them. Hmm. So they, you know, they come in to take a bite, and you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, squirting your cat with a <laughs> with, yeah. with a with a water bottle when he comes in to uh, to scratch your furniture. Okay. Uh, they suddenly turn away. <clears throat> I now, have to I have to go to this caller, Steve. Um, we have a really. Oh, is it that caller? Well, no, it's Billy Joe Bob Jr. from Irvine, California, and anybody doesn't know who Billy Joe Bob is, you will in a second. So, Billy Joe Bob Jr., how you doing? I'm doing real good. 
This is like a serious Billy Joe Bob Jr. <laughs> calling you from Irvine, Texas, though. Okay, because I love me some Texas fishing. I'm fishing Texas via Alaska. Okay, here at Ketchikan. All right, it's pretty damn good fishing up here. Okay. Anyway, good morning, Southern California. Good morning, Sir Ron and Tony and Andrew and and, and Steve. Things I need to say here before we get further. Well, you got um, about two Tony, minutes. Let's talk about mathematics, Tony. If one dollar bill is six inches long, three bills is 18 inches, not two. So, Steve, well done on the correction, my friend. Uh, I actually also, told him three. I'm just yeah, making sure also, you're listening. While Tony was at the uh, ICAST, the appropriate identification of what he was doing is called social Butterfly. We like to call Tony ah, our yeah. very own social butterfly. And there, my dear friend Ron Hawk. Little shoes, really? <laughs> Little <laughs> shoes, <laughs> were you? You wait until my shoe. <laughs> anyway, anyway, listen, guys, we're having a great time up here. Um, it was crazy, like Ron said. We had limits of everything yesterday. Crazy fish, and the funnest part here was to see the captain's face a certain way of fishing and here comes with all our gear and all stuff and first of all they laughed at our gear mm -hmm. okay because they say oh they're all tiny okay <laughs> steve you're going to be very proud um the boat is low okay but every pen reel has a um like a line uh, level one. Yep. Uh, level yep. One. Once you get, I, okay. I got news for you and everybody who's listening, Sergio. Once you get north of Fresno, all the way to the mm -hmm. North Pole, virtually all conventional reels have level lines on them. It's just the way they do it. Yeah, and then they, and then they have them on Shakespeare ugly sticks. Okay, it was hilarious to see the bend of those things. You know, and I'm using the fishing syndicate. I bought the uh, 700H, the 700XH, and, of course, the bass rod, <clears throat> okay? And uh, it was just crazy fishing, all right? Now, I know you gave me crap about the black sea bass, but that's what they call them here. <laughs> I was just using their local knowledge. I, I will tell you this. The limit for the boat was 25, we got 25 of those blacks in probably 10 minutes, okay? It was simply absolutely crazy. We were dropping down a uh, 45 or a 60 um, okay. uh, cold sniper. Hey, or guys, hold, hold on to that one. thought, Sergio. Got to go to break. Um, man, I'm okay, you, break. We'll you're, back. you're cracking me up, Billy Joe. So this Billy is Angler Chronicles <laughs> on Angels Joe, Radio. Junior. <laughs> I will be hanging on tight. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AMA 30 KLAA. We'll be right back. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Views Alto is the vape as unique as the back roads you ride. With Views by You, you can choose from four colors, three flavors, three nicotine levels, and infinite wrap designs. 
Make Views Alto a vape that is yours in store now. Discover more at views.com. Views, charge beyond. Vapor products, underage sale prohibited. Website and offers restricted dates 21 and over tobacco consumers. Hey, sports fans, it's time to discover a new way to bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers offers an in-game live betting experience that's second to none. When the game starts, the betting action really begins with loads of in-game betting options, including instant betting. Plus, Bet Rivers Sportsbook offers live streaming of matches from around the globe. Bet on the game while you watch it, all in one place. Download Bet Rivers Sportsbook or go to BetRivers.com today. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed. And in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. Hi. This is Trent Rush, and Angels baseball is less than 12 hours away. Angels Radio, AM 830, KLAA. Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back to hour number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. And when you hear that music, you know what it is. We're just going to ask Danny to join, and Danny, hold on just a second. Let Billy Joe finish up, and we'll get right back to you. Welcome, Danny. Hey, well, good morning. Uh, boy, Sergio on the line there. Steve, Ron, T- Tony, uh, Andrew. Good morning to everybody, Ron Hobbs. So we have uh, Billy Joe Bob from Irvine. I don't know if you know that <laughs> on the line. Oh, yeah. So, Billy Joe, go ahead yeah, and finish just- up. I just want to say good morning to the sheriff. You know, uh, this is like I said, this is Billy Joe Bob Jr. And I really <laughs> do love your banjo music. Okay, I really, really enjoy it there by the pond. So it, it, it's, it's really, really good. Danny, you wouldn't believe the fishing up here. Oh my lord! Oh yeah, my I'm, lord, I'm, uh, Danny, you, I'm anxious. I'm anxious to see it all, Sergio. Believe me. You know, they, yeah. they have uh, very, very strict regulations. I'm finding out that Alaska is divided in different zones. And so different zones have different regulations. So, for example, where we're at, we can't keep the big yellow eye rockfish. can't keep any yellow eye rockfish. But um, you are, obviously, you catch them. And, I mean, you can take a second here to take a quick photograph before we release them down with a descending device. Steve, the, the descending device they use is the old school, just, um, uh, it's just a hook, okay, the, the metal, it's not even a metal, it's not a hook, it's like a metal, um, it almost looks like a clothespin upside down. You send it down, it took, for that particular fish, we tried four pounds, it didn't work, and then we had to go with a 12-pound ball to get it down. Yep. Okay, yep. so 12 pounds of lead down. Okay. The fun thing is we have not fished. Oh, rockfish, Ron, you ready for this? We have not fished anything deeper than 270. Wow. Okay, and I know how much. Yeah, you, you like big. Well, that's my like, second like, favorite like thing to do. Yeah. It's, it's so, right up there with watching uh, soccer. 
it's really it's really good stuff here. And uh, you know, we had limits of uh, of like I said, the uh, black bass. Now, to give you a, these black rockfish, what's so fun? They're on the surface, right on the edge of the kelp. They act very much like calico bass. So you get Ben and me crazy about bass, and you actually don't even cast. You just toss or drop a, a small jig, okay, and you get about five feet, and it just stops. Put it in gear, turn the handle, and up they came. And it was crazy. They fight really, really well. Again, it's a rockfish, but it acts more like a calico bass or, you know, a big grumpy. So that, that that's really good stuff. And then the halibut, um, you know, they, they like to use salmon heads and all this other stuff. And that's all good. We got uh, one on that system. But, you know, I, we couldn't help ourselves. We were throwing out the 6-ounce uh, XL um, uh, hookup bait and, you know, one ling after the other and then, uh, the captain goes, oh, yeah, I wonder if that'll catch a, uh, a halibut. Boom, I brought up a halibut. They're just mesmerized of the way that uh, we fish. Cause they, they were kind of laughing at us first. And then when they saw us put it to work, the guy goes, where do I get everything you guys got? So <laughs> they want our rods. They want our reels. They want our tackle. They want everything. So really, really cool. Um, and it's just fantastic fishing. So today we're going to go concentrate on, on salmon, okay? And uh, they like to troll for them just like they do in British Columbia. However, you know, we told them what we want to do. We want to cast for them, so we'll be doing a lot of that. Uh, we like, you know, Ben and I like to throw things, as I say. We just like to throw things. So it should be a lot of um, lot of work, a lot of fun. I will tell you this, Ben did not get up this morning. Okay, in his room, obviously he's not on. He couldn't get up. Last night he was complaining, Ron, oh, my shoulder hurts. We did so much casting, so much lifting of just fish. We released uh, more fish than you can imagine, um, so it's excellent. Uh, let me give you an update for Danny Jackson here. We have a whale on the drone. He got it at 1,500 meters. Guys, one meter is three yards, so you guys do the math. Don't let Tony do the math, okay, because he can't get it. But, <laughs> it's a lot uh, of dollar bills. 1,500 meters, <laughs> a lot of dollar bills. Um, and he was about 30 feet above, and you see this thing fluke, and then all of a sudden it goes, you see flat ocean, and he jumps up, Danny. Half the whale is out of the water, and we've got that shot. That's oh awesome. man! Awesome. I can't wait to see it. I bet you. you I bet you. John was just like beyond belief oh, John excited. John was jumping up. Oh, he was jumping up, and, <laughs> and of course, as, I, as he's doing that up on the drone, I'm catching my biggest wing. Uh, he got it, you know, at the gaff only. But you know, but it is what it is. We got some good stuff. Um, said limits of lings, limits of halibut, and limits of black uh, bass That's yesterday. Awesome. Today we're gonna to go try to limit out on the uh, salmon to bring you guys some some fish home. Yes. Um, so it's good. It, it's really good. And Salmon Falls. Let me tell you about this lodge. Unlike other lodges, okay, this one has a full fledged restaurant attached to it, and all the locals come out here, and, and all the captains. Last night I had ribeye, okay, with mashed potatoes. 
and asparagus sears. And I always joke about that, but that was my dinner. They had a believable bar. Tonight is what they call bourbon night. And so they got uh, one of the main people from Jack Daniels, I think it comes out, or Jim Beam, one of the two. And they have a seven-course dinner with seven cocktails that go along with every uh, every entree. So it's going to be crazy, really, really high-end. I love this place. Okay, very picturesque, um, just outside of Ketchikan Central. Okay, it was great to fly in. Then we were on a ferry across the uh, the inlet there, and, and maybe a ten minute drive, and, and we're here, and it's it's rustic and yet not. Okay, my room is amazing. So I mean, TV, telephone. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty good. And although the reception is kind of spotty, you guys are hearing me just fine. So I'm on myself. So this is all good. So anyway, unbelievable fishing here. I gotta go start getting ready because. I'm actually an hour uh, ahead, so for me right now, what's it there? Six, it's five o'clock for me. Okay, so I gotta go jump in the shower, breakfast at six. Unbelievable, unbelievable breakfast. Well, I'm really sorry uh, you're then, roughing it. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, this is roughing it big time, dude. Yeah, they, they take our stuff in a golf cart down to the, to the dock, okay? And then I get to the dock and there's like three or four guys grabbing my stomach. I'm like, yeah. And you know how Ben is. It took Ben about an hour to say, okay, let them do it, Ben. <laughs> so it was, he is missing you, Ron. He is missing you. Yeah, you know okay, what? He can legally so, uh, now call in and say my arm's in a cast if his shoulder's hurt. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, his shoulder's going good. So anyway, um, Danny had a great production. of it. it calls for rain today and tomorrow, but it's supposed to be spotty. Um, it started raining yesterday at four o'clock in the afternoon when we were coming back in, and uh, you know, given doing what we're doing, um, Liz um, is the PR uh, agent here, and she came out fishing with us, and she can fish, and you're gonna love it, okay? Because you're gonna get a female component. You always love that, Danny, oh, yeah. and um, oh yeah, she's cute as a button, and she's very well versed, and having a blast with her it's just been fantastic so it's going to be a, a i think a very good episode now we just got to go get the, the salmon done and we'll be good so in between the rain we should be good okay well, so anyway you guys behave okay absolutely i listened not. from the beginning i was gonna i was gonna call earlier but it, it, the show actually sounded pretty good you guys did a pretty good freshwater segment there except you know with the little jabs oh and, and carson Next time I'm at your seminar, I'm going to bring tomatoes. <laughs> I always say, just you make sure they're I'm soft. Me, Carson, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw tomatoes at you. Oh, oh, it'll, it'll be on. It'll be on. I, I'm going to be there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, Sergio. Hi, Danny Jackson. You, you know, yeah. I'm really sorry that I didn't get to go, and I, I know we, we yeah. Um, but you know what? You guys got it handled, and that's all that matters. And I'm really sorry I'm not there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, this is, um, I mean, it's different than what we're doing back at home. Yeah. Uh, but we were talking with with, with uh, Ben. Um, I don't know, like a lot of us old schoolers, you know, we, we love this stuff. You know, we love going, you know, rock fishing. We, we love pulling up stuff from the deep. And uh, we're not doing it that deep. I mean, the majority of the day was spent right at 200 feet. 
Okay, uh, we did go a little bit deeper later on, but it was 265. <clears throat> like I said, we picked up halibut. I think uh, one halibut about 70 pounds. We got a few halibut in the. Uh, okay, so that, that's that, that's good. The one top one, huge, but they're definitely they have to be 30. I think 30 inches up here to be legal. So you're, yeah, three foot. A three foot, yeah, a three foot um, ling. That's not bad. Hey Sergio, okay, you're so starting to you're starting enough. to cut out. So um, okay, know. well let me do this. Danny Jackson, have a good day, my friend. Let us know what's on TV. You guys take care, and I will talk to you when I get back on Monday. Sounds All good. All right, Sergio. Thanks. Uh, All right, be later, safe. Guys. Be safe, both you guys, and tell uh-huh. Benny I miss him. Really terribles. I will let him know. Okay. okay. <laughs> you guys take care. All right. Billy so, Joe Bob Jr. signing out. Goodbye. Okay, Mr. <laughs> Jackson, my friend, what do we got yeah. going? Well, let me let me tell you in just a second here. I just wanted to mention to Steve Carson there. You know, those um, um, we, we do call them black bass up there in British Columbia in the southeast Alaska. But, you know, Steve, I used to label them, uh, ID them on television as what's called dusky rockfish. Does that sound familiar? Well, yeah. Is, there's some of both, but the, the, you know, the more the more uh, common species is black rockfish. Okay, guys, hold on to that thought. Okay, we got to okay. go to break. This is Angels Radio, AM830 KLAA, and you're listening to Angel Chronicles, and uh, we'll be right back. ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Fishing fanatics will love a value-packed membership in Freedom Boat Club. For only a one-time entry fee and low monthly dues, you can access offshore fishing boats, walk-arounds, bow riders, pontoons, and cruisers at Freedom Boat Club of Huntington Beach and San Diego, plus 950 boats at nearly 100 locations nationwide. Hook up with Freedom Boat Club and get three months free on all new memberships. Call 888-781-7363. That's 888-781-7363. Our cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM830, KLIA. And uh, Steve, go ahead if you can remember where you are. I know at our age, it's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of hard. Yeah, the, the much more well, um, I was just talking to um, Ron, I was talking with Steve. You know, Steve, you and I and Sergio, we've been to um, all over southeast Alaska, British Columbia, Sitka, of course. Uh, this lodge where, where uh, Salmon Falls Lodge, I see on the map there, was only 15 miles from Ketchikan. So that's that's really handy. But, Steve, the, the black bass that that, um, that uh, Sergio was talking about, we used, we call them bombers, uh, dusky rockfish. They're, they're plentiful. They're plentiful really fun to catch good eating actually i brought 
many of them home and, and eaten them. But I'm very anxious to see all this uh, new footage from uh, John John Simpson. You know, he's he's out, he is our ace cinematographer, and and he he will get it and get it good. So I'm anxious to start working on that one, Ron. And I also wanted to mention. Um, Coming up in brand new episodes, we still uh, coming up right away. Uh, the Dream Extreme Derby in Lake Elsinore with the Fireman's Fish Off, of course, uh, Salmon Falls, uh, Alaska, where they are right now. Tuna War Six, Cedar Island will be coming up. East Cape. So we we have some really uh, cool episodes coming up. But for tomorrow, at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, you'll get one last look at the City of Dream Extreme which, of course, Lake Elsinore, our favorite lake. Then at 8.30, and then five more times this next week, River of Dreams, one of our Kelly Award-winning programs from the Umpqua River uh, in southwest Oregon. Sergio, Brent McLaughlin, and and crew, big uh, quantities of smallmouth bass. uh, They claim 4,000 on the Umpqua, 4,000 fish per mile, and you'll see that in this episode at the Big Big K Guest Ranch. It's actually Elkton, Oregon is where it is. So anyway, that's to be that Kelly Award-winning program tomorrow morning starting at 8.30, Ron. And uh, you guys have a great weekend. It's been a pleasure. Hey, Danny, I know if you heard me about the beginning of the show, the uh, Mile Square Park Kids event is back on on October 16th. So uh, I'd love to have you come out. Oh, absolutely. I did not hear that. So okay. great. That's cool. Right. That's a long way from my house. Sir. I know. I that's why I was saying you could get up and walk. <laughs> yeah, I do that every day almost. Okay, okay. So thank you, Danny, and I'll talk to you later. All right, you guys. Have a good good weekend, everybody. See you, Danny. I want to get into fishing, but, Steve, you were starting to say something about the black sea, uh, sea bass or the bombers. Well, no, I was just saying that, you know, just like down here, there's a lot of rockfish species that look pretty similar and uh, both dusky and black rockfish are up there. The black rockfish are a little shallower, and as Sergio mentioned, they they kind of take the spot in the ecosystem of the kelp that uh, calico bass ha- uh, keep down here. They they look very similar. I just posted pictures of both species up on the uh, the Friends of Angler Chronicle site, and uh, yeah, they they are virtually untouched up there. So. You can get into big schools of them, and you can throw pretty much any lure you want in the water, and they will bite it. And because of the cold water, probably, they're, they're better fighters up there than they are down here. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I remember when we were up there, and uh, they were a lot of fun. And they, and they don't even, like you just said, they don't even fish for them. And it's pretty amazing. They, in fact, they go, well, what do you mean you want to go fish for them? They, you know, everybody wants lingcod, halibut, and... Oh no, no, no! Let's have some bass fishing up here, and it was outstanding. So, but um, I got to go to uh, one of our best, dearest friends out of Long Beach Sport Fishing. Let's go to Mr. Steve Phelps at Long Beach Sport Fishing. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, guys. How's everyone doing? Outstanding. I woke up today. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. Eat the alternative. So tell us about what's going on. Tell us about the victory. I hear they got into some stuff. Actually, um, this week they had quite a few charters, and those charters actually opted to not fish the tuna, unfortunately. So they picked away with the the bass and barracuda and sculpin and stuff like that. Captain Phil, actually, today's his first day. He's 
he's heading to the tuna grounds today, so hopefully he'll make a big score. But uh, that's uh, that's what they've been doing this week. I know uh, I reported last week he had phenomenal fishing, um, but again, he wasn't able to make it out to the tuna grounds this week. The charters opted to fish local, a bunch of rent rods and stuff like that. So, But they had a good week. The victory's been... Uh, been running every day at 6 a.m., returning at 4, guys. So if you want to jump on the three-quarter day boat, be ready because Captain Phil will be fishing the bluefin tuna. That's outstanding. What about the um, uh, rest of the – how's everybody else doing? Well, the El Dorado, they've been really doing well at the islands. Um, our groups have opted to do the island fishing, and they've been averaging anywhere from you know 45 yellows to – up to 75 fish and remember they're hooking they're hooking twice that amount to to land with their with their getting and they're big fish they're up to 30 35 pounds so it's it's been really good fishing on the el dorado um they're departing every night at 8 30 p.m for island freelance if anything changes if they're gonna fish tuna we will let you know via social media and we'll probably email the guys you know make sure everyone's ready the el dorado departs every night at 8 30 guys how do how do they get in touch with you Oh, sorry about that. It's uh, longbeachsportfishing.com. You click book online. If you have any problems or, you know, any questions, just give us a call at 562-432-8993. And if you don't mind, I'd like to mention one other boat. Absolutely. Um, thank you, thank you. It was the Martiosa. Captain Herman's been on fire with those bluefin. He went out yesterday with six novice anglers, and they had a, they have limits of bluefin tuna up to 50 pounds and four yellowfin. Wow. And it looks like they are... They're booked for the rest of the month, but there's plenty of room available for six-pack charters next month. Um, go ahead and email me at lbsfcontact at gmail.com. If you guys missed that email, just give us a call, 562-432-8993. Fishing's good, guys. Really, really good. Get off yeah. the couch and go fishing. Yeah, we're going to get into that in just a few minutes. But, um, you know, guys, I keep can't, I can't tell you enough about how uh, Long Beach sport fishing will go out of your way to take care of you. And um, it, like you said, you know, like me, I don't like really going on the computer, but that's the way of the world right now. And But if you have to talk to Steve and them, they'll give you the time of day and they'll take care of you and making sure that you're set up and ready to go. So, Steve. Yeah, we appreciate all you guys. We appreciate all you customers. And just get out and go fishing. Yeah. Okay, so... You have a great day, and I will – actually, I, t- I, I text Steve. That's how I heard about um, some things, and um, I will get over there and have lunch here real shortly, and I'll talk to you later, bud. All right, brother. You guys you guys have a great day. Okay. Okay, so I want to get into some stuff here, and I know that uh, Andrew's still waiting patiently. You wanted to say something to get that going because I got a lot of fishing to talk about. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what happened this week – that typically, I don't, I don't know if it's ever happened before, but a couple guys knew that they uh, that there was some local bluefin, and instead of getting on a boat, they jumped on their uh, their kayaks, and they headed out of Dana Point, went about four miles, started seeing birds, slapping the water. About another half mile or so, they got right there. They uh, they already stopped at the bait bar before they went, so they had some live bait ready to go. First couple casts, nothing. Then uh, my buddy Key, uh, Key Bang, soaking a nice long bait, and his thing just exploded. Uh, he said um, he was on this fish, and it dragged him a couple miles. Um, it, it, it was a bigger grade fish, but uh, they weren't able to land that one. Uh, they did get it to color, but um, trying to get it to gas is a whole other story. Uh, so, again, they went back on the school. 
uh, started soaking a couple more baits, and then uh, out of four uh, four anglers on the kayak, they ended up landing four uh, bluefin to about about thirty five to forty pounds on their kayak. So that's one heck of an accomplishment, especially you know not under power. I mean, you got you know they they have a uh, those new Hobies, so you know they have the paddle drives. And I mean, you know, can you imagine kicking, you know, five miles to get to the spot, and then on top of that, now you got to fight a bluefin, and you know, so that was pretty cool to see. That is awesome. Okay, you know, I I caught a, a yellowtail one time on my float tube, and um, I can't imagine having a. I mean, a, it was only a, a twelve pounder. I can't imagine having a bluefin on the other end. How cool! I mean, yeah. Another thing that he said that he's seeing a lot of now. Um, especially out there that day, was uh, they were being circled by hammerheads. Oh, yeah. And that's something I've seen in a while. And he said there's about four of them that kept going back and forth, back and forth pretty much all day. That's why I don't get in my shark donut anymore. Ah, come on. So, but <laughs> anyways, um, thanks, Andrew. And, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and bring Oliver in, but I, I want to start talking about the trips and stuff that we just got off of. And, you know, just because I stayed home doesn't mean I didn't get to go out fishing. But good morning, Oliver. How are you, sir? Good morning, Oliver. Good morning, Ron. Wow, what a show. You guys are busy. Yeah, well, you know, I got Steve. Car- I got the. I got Steve Carson and, and Andrew and Tony. I mean, they're they're covering for me pretty good. And you know. <laughs> um, but hey, um, I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> well, thanks. I um, I got off a. Uh, I, 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 okay, so. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh, lost my train of thought. But anyways, yeah, let's see. It's 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 that advanced stage. See, Steve hasn't had it yet because I believe that I'm older than him. So, but anyways, yeah, by by a month. I know. So I want to talk about some trips that we got off and talk about the rest of the show on uh, what's going on out there. And if you don't get off your couch, you have nobody to blame but yourself. Um, I uh, took a trip last Wednesday on the Helena, and if any hasn't been anybody on that, it's a small boat. Uh, we took, well, there were 11 of us because he was kind enough to uh, ask me to come along, and um, wow, what a trip. We went offshore, and we got into the tuna. Now, before I say, you know, we, we, we landed a few because it, it's just like everything out there. We keep telling you, you have to bring everything and bring the best of everything, fresh line, hooks, just get out there. They're, they're there, but less than a mile away, the largest fish we caught, I believe, was 35 pounds. Less than 600 yards away from us was the freelance catching 80, 90, and 100 pounders. So right now, they're everywhere, and, and Steve can attest to this. If you don't bring that 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, you don't have a chance. I mean, these fish do not give up. I mean, even these 35-pounders, we had um, uh, four of them. But we lost so many of them because nobody's prepared. Mm. Ron, here, here's the thing. is Back in 2016, when this, this new normal started on the bluefin tuna pattern in our, in our, in our local waters, you could say, oh, my God, this is so weird. You know, I'm, I can't justify spending the money and you know and, and tackle that can handle tuna is not cheap and you know but now you're in the fifth sixth year of this this is the new normal and it's not just for two weeks of the year 
it starts in April and it ends in December. Yeah. To not have tuna fishing gear, proper tuna fishing gear, uh, if you're you know going to go out more than once a year, it, it's just you know you, you're shortchanging yourself. You should take up golf. I, I agree. Uh, um, I, I brought everything from my extra light all the way up through my extra heavy, and I had to use it all. And I'm going to tell you, it, it, it's just amazing to me that people will not put fresh line on or fill it all the way up. These these tuna don't just say, oh, there's the boat, let me swim around it. They're trying to get away from you, and come on. I, I was just really kind of interesting. And Captain Calvin on the Helena and Dan and those guys, what a great crew. And, man, they were on the fish. We were on the fish right when we got there. And they're doing their job. We have to do our job and get them a really good fish count and put these fish on the boat. And I hear the music. You know, I'm really I, I'm so excited about what happened this week. And, you know, on Thursday I went again. And But, anyways, this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM830 KLAA, and we'll be right back. Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo atabato. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Fooperless, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angels Radio AM830 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles. And, um, you know, I was just talking about, you know, being prepared and stuff. And I got Oliver on the line right now. And um, and I'm going to get Steve in here, too, because, and I know we've talked about this a few times. If you got, and, and guys, let's do this quick because there's so much we got to cover. If there's three rods and reels that you could take right now to catch what's going on out there, what is it, Oliver? Listen, how do they can do it? Three rods. You bring 25. That'll be good enough for you to land fish up to 50, maybe even 60 pounds. 
You either bring 40 or 50, that's going to get you covered into the 80 to 100, low 100 range. And then you need a, you know, a minimum, minimum of 80 or 100 pounds for that platform. Um, and, and that's just keeping it short. Uh, before I hand it over to Steve, I just want to piggyback on what you said earlier. I'm going to keep it to 60 seconds. Last week I said it's a science. Part of the science is having the right gear. It's having your proper gear and having fresh line. You know, having the right gear doesn't necessarily mean you have to go buy the most expensive reels, the most expensive rods. And if you're on a budget, it's okay. You buy rods that are going to, you know, get the job done for you, the reels are going to get the job done for you. But that fresh line, the cheapest part of the whole setup is the line. Go get fresh line. In California, we're used to fishing bass and catching no more than your typical yellowtail sea bass at the island, right? So, yeah, sure. Um, those, you could land them with, you know, 30 that's been used a couple of times. You're 20, you better have it fresh, you know? And so that, that's one thing people got to remember. That's what makes fishing a science is having the right gear, picking the right bait, and making wise decisions on the investment that you're making to go out and fish. Um, well, hang, hang on a minute. I, I just want to put, you know, as far as reels go, you know, um, uh, I prefer a couple of brands, you know, and, and I'm not going to go into all of them. I just say, you know, you need a 500, 600 and on up. You can you probably get a buy with a 400, but they better have two speeds if you're going to be using this. Um, and they got to have the right line, just like you said, Oliver. Uh, Steve, what do you think? Well, first of all, you brought up a really good point, uh, and I get emails and DMs and TMs, and I don't even know where all the messages <laughs> come from these days, but I get a lot of them. And unless you're a 25-year-old professional athlete taking steroids and, and, and hyped up on coffee, you need a two-speed reel for everything 30-pound test and above. Yes, I said it. Yes, I mean it. No, I'm not kidding. And, you know, and no, I don't fish with a pink rod. It's just the reality of it. It's the fish is stronger than you. Okay, but, let me interrupt here. I, we did not have the problem on the Helenas because I went on Thursday incognito, and nobody knows where I was, but I'm going to tell you the fiasco we had. And it was, and I'm not going to tell you what boat I was on, but the Helena, we did not have that problem. We landed every fish we hooked except one. So... With that being said, right sorry, here. Steve, go back ahead. Uh, it, well, anyway, and, and if you're only going to have three rods, uh, yeah, ex exactly what, what he said is correct. Um, I would go with something that could fish, you know, 25-pound. Uh, actually, you know, maybe lately if you get into the schoolies, you know, the 20 to 30-pounders having 20-pound tackle is, uh, is a good idea. And, no, I don't mean your old, rusty, Irvine Lake catfish rod that happens to have 20-pound tests on it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a good star drag reel. Um, you know, I like the, the Pen Fathom 12 or 15 size. They cast nice. And in that lighter gear, they don't have to be a two-speed. Uh, then the one you absolutely do not leave home without is your 40-pound rig. That the, By far the most popular one in Southern California is the, the Pen Fathom. 25 narrow or 30 size in the two-speed. Uh, fill that up three-quarters of the way with 65-pound braid. Leave. And it's interesting. 
just about all the captains have, have made special videos this past week pleading with the public, please, please, please include a 100-foot monofilament top shot on your tuna rigs. Don't come out there with five feet of fluorocarbon tied straight to your braid. Please don't do that. There's a variety of reasons. Um, the, uh, the monofilament cast easier. It cushions the hook in the fish's mouth. And most important, probably, is when you're in a tangle, it's easier for the deck hands to get it untangled and get your fish on the boat. So there's a lot of reasons for that 100-foot mono top shot. And then also people seem to not think, they say, well, I'm not fishing for 100-pounders. Um, I'm never going to catch one of those because they're looking back over the past 50 or 60 years. They never even saw a 100-pounder. Well, guess what? Today is a different day, and there's 100-pounders under the boat all the time. Uh, quite often, there's 200-pounders. And if it's anything like the last five years, in about another week, there's going to be 300-pounders under the boat, and you better have a good quality 80-pound rig with a two-speed reel. Yeah, you know, my, Probably the number one seller in Southern California, the, the, what all the boats use, for their loaners, what most of the landings use for their rentals for the big for the bigger tuna is a Penn Fathom 40 narrow two speed. Uh, I have to say that with an asterisk because listening to people, apparently the stock is a little low out there. It's a little depleted, mainly because the tuna keep biting and they won't stop. So those are the three to have. I actually just posted again on on Friends of Angler Chronicles the five rigs that you don't leave home without right i took i took six so you gotta think of it like you think of it like golf clubs okay you're going to pebble beach you're going to play against tiger woods what's your one all-around club that you're going to use there's just simply no such thing well these tuna are better than tiger woods yeah you better be ready absolutely correct you know so thursday Um, I had uh, six reels, and I had them all out, loaned out, because everybody else was breaking off, cut it off, run it, because bad line, what you name it. And out of the eight fish that we, uh, you know, caught, uh, four of them were on my stuff. So it works, guys. Just keep your stuff fresh. Keep it going. Uh, the problem was is we probably hooked 80 <coughs> fish, and we landed eight. How many? Probably 80. Wow. Uh-huh. Anywhere from 35 uh-huh. pounds to 80 pounds. So so you got to ask yourself a question. And I don't mean you. This is a rhetorical question. you got to ask yourself a question. Are you going to go out there and just and be happy with big one that got away stories? If that's true, then, you know, use whatever you want. It yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, I'm but not exaggerating about how many fish were hooked. I mean, and it was anywhere from, you know, just uh, making that first run and boom and gone. Uh, you know, when when you're on a boat with 10 people, like I said, with the Helena, outstanding, you know. And, and Steve, we had fish boiling on the surface, with the, the little ones, and then we had fish down below. And like he's, you said, they were 200-pound, uh, you know, just just waiting. And, and I hate, you know, and, and here's, the, here's the thing. With modern tackle... And I, and I don't mean something that your dad caught a lot with, you know, back, back in the 70s, with modern two-speed reels, lever-drag reels. doesn't have to be the most expensive one. Again, the, the, the Penn Fathoms are really mid-priced. Um, and a good quality rod with, you know, good guides that aren't worn out and, and new line, new, new, new. 
New means you got it wound on just before the trip left. Yep. Not new means that you got it wound on fresh when your wife gave you the reel for a present <laughs> last year. If you have that, like, it sounds weird, but 200-pound fish, I don't want to say they're easy, but they're not just likely, they're not just possible, they're likely. So be ready, and you can have a fish that your your relatives, your your uh, descendants will be looking at the pictures in the old family album, and they'll be going, how the heck did he catch that giant fish? Because yeah. they're out there right now. Well, yeah, and like you said, um, I use I ha- I have the fishing syndicate rods and the and the tips and stuff like that. They're a little bit softer. They're built for the braid. Um, Oliver, explain that. Okay, I still only use the five foot fluorocarbon leader, and I didn't have any problem. Um, what do you think? I and it's, Steve, well, Steve, you're 100 percent correct. Like you, it's because of people like you who can do it. I mean, I'm not saying nobody can do it, <laughs> but, but it's I, because of people like you, all the people that don't. You know that aren't really experienced. They go, oh well, he's doing that. I can do it too. Exactly, and, and, and but that's and that, it's like I told the so, people on the boat. Oliver builds rods for this particular way of fishing. Yes, uh, every boat captain is telling you to put a lot of mono on there, and I agree with it. I do, a hundred percent. Listen, the best people out there are the captains of these boats that are out there every single day, and they're seeing the same thing over and over and over again. And, and it just and, and it has to give and those captains have to tell people how to fish because you know let's sort of be honest this, this may put me in that light but you know out of the 20 25 on that boat how many guys really or how many anglers including the ladies really understand the science behind uh, a setup uh, the spectra the mono the floral the rod um, it's a balance right see uh, you know, we keep talking about the right equipment, and I wanted to keep it at a micro level. Steve went down to semi-micro. And, and, and I'm going to give you a... down to a micro level. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert uh, Schneider, who owns the Phoenix Bait Company, um, he was on the boat on the Helena with this, and he had the fl- uh, braided line, mono, and then the fluorocarbon. And guess what? He landed his fish. You guys... Yep. You gotta follow the rules, and it's not rules. It's just what these guys are suggesting to you. Um, well, but... and, and again, going back to the science. So, so here you have a graphite rod, and you have full spectra, and you have a short top shot of chloral, and you have a tight drag. Do the math. Yeah. You're gonna lose that fish. All right, guys, we got to go to break. So hang on with that thought because now I'm I'm not fired up anymore. But it just now we're gonna talk about. Uh, I want to talk to Steve about a real. Uh, This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 Freeway, Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. 
don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action, causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. And, um, Steve, I didn't want to talk about a reel. I wanted to talk to you about how you reel something. And a lot of the other issues were people were using circle hooks and trying to set a hook. Steve, take oh, it away. Yeah. They've, they've been watching too many TV fishermen. Yeah. And I don't mean Sergio, <laughs> but there's an awful lot of TV fishermen out there that are playing to the camera. When they get a bite, they're like, oh, there he is. Boom! And they're jerking back. And to, you know, to be fair, a lot of them have, have been doing it all their lives, and they can't help it. But you have to check yourself, okay? Yep. If you have to consciously think, okay, I'm getting a bite. I put my reel into gear, and I turn the handle. You know, it's amazing to watch people like their muscles are twitching. Well, we <laughs> all we all know we all know that's what we so like bad. to do. Yeah, we all know that's what we like to do is set the hook. There's a, you know, there's nothing better than that. But, you know what, you got a, you got a tool there which is the hook that's going to do it for you. Just real. And and if you don't, yeah, just real. And and I understand that. It's just um, it, the natural thing is to jerk back. But that was the one fish we lost on the Helena. Hmm. And, and then on the other boat on Thursday, oh, it was all uh, they were handing out circle hooks. And it was just one after the other after the other after, and it was just sad. And it, guy, we, we we all we all put our stuff out there. We all talk about it. We all do it. The equipment is great, and yes, I know that not everybody can go out there and afford to do. So somebody just told you, if you can't afford all the great stuff, put on some braid, some mono, and help make up for that really right. no action rod you've got. And I just. I just can't understand. It was just really frustrating. I was so sad for the captain because, man, the, the amount of fish we hooked, that would have been just a great thing for them to put that out there that, hey, we caught 80 fish. Here's, a, here's the thing that I often say. Fish get away for enough reasons that you can't do anything about. Why would you give them extra reasons to get away? Why would you give them a free pass to get to get away when it's going to be hard enough to land them if everything goes well. Yeah. And, right. um, yeah. yeah. And the yeah. biggest um, thing the biggest thing I hear is, well, I don't know how to tie a knot. I don't know how to – well, there so, are so okay. – that's you what you got these deck hands. Are you saying the bass here is really meant for bass and not for tuna? <laughs> That's why they call it bass gear. <laughs> uh, I had a guy. Uh, okay, Sergio get the pass. Sergio there was a guy the with pass. a. There was a. There was a guy with a. No, oh, no, I can't. Not going to say that. A, a bass Sergio's rod. Come a long way though. A bass rod. No, they have. They can handle this stuff if it's not eighty pounds. And uh, after the reel was like smoking and spooled and gone, 
it's <laughs> what do you well do you think you had the right gear after listening to us this whole time and and he listens to our show all the time and and we've said it over and over again all the time you know i'm sorry i don't mean to uh, I really wanted to have a fun time on this, but it kind of got sad, and I felt so sorry for this captain on the boat. I, Gosh. Just got to gear up. The first time he's gotten into the tuna all year. Mm. And he couldn't even put it out there. Well, we landed eight. Okay. But we lost 80. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's fishing sometimes. You've got to get and geared And that's up. what fishing is, right? You're absolutely correct. That's fishing. and, and there's Actually, a, But it doesn't have to be that It way. can be better, yeah. If you're out at, at Irvine Lake back in the day fishing for trout and you hooked you hooked one of their sturgeon, you could be, you know, uh, forgiven for having to get away. You're fishing with two-pound chest or four-pound right. chest, and you hooked an 80 or a 90 or a 100-pound sturgeon or, or even a 50-pound catfish. You weren't really going to land him, and, you know, and that's okay. But if you're going out anything further than, I don't know, how far out were you guys? If you're going out further than five miles, we're at the 277. Yeah, that you're going to run into tuna, yep. and and they're not 20 pounders necessarily. Now they might be, but tuna come in all sizes, from well, well like know, I under said, 20 to over 300. You got to be ready. Yeah, I, well, like I said, we were we were in a school of 30, 35 pound fish, which is great, but not more than 600 yards away. <clears throat> They're in fish that are 80 to 100. That's the school that well, came up I'm, under that particular boat. That was just, that's the, it could have easily been the reverse. A- absolutely. and, and um, Exactly. Yeah, it, it just, um, so you have to be prepared. And, and you know, uh, once again, Oliver, three rods. I'm telling you, you bring that, you know, light, medium, and, and you know, I definitely agree with Steve. Don't, I don't mention 20 because it takes, it takes, the right person to land has two now and 20. It can be done. It has been done. Many of us have done it. Uh, but if you're a novice, just go to the 25. Uh, the difference, you know, it, it's not much. So you get, you have a better chance at landing them. Um, you bring that 40 to 50 on a heavy and then bring that, you know, whether it's 60, 80, or 100, uh, minimum, minimum uh, 60, but, you know, 80, you'd be better off, and 100 uh, gives you a better chance. And, you know, it's funny because this week, uh, GT went on a three-quarter day boat, and they, they were fishing uh, the kelp land of the island. Uh, guess what they caught? They caught bluefin yep. at the kelp land. <clears throat> yep. So, yeah, there's, you know, it's, like Steve said, I've been, I've been careful not to say this, but now that Steve has said it, I'm going to, you know, come out of the shell. <laughs> this, is our new, this is our new normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and like I, Oliver I'm said. Scientist. I'm not a scientist. You know, like Oliver said, and I'm going to let Steve give his recommendation for real again, but I, you know, prefer, I, I like the accurate, um, you know, the four, five, six, eight hundred, two speeds, two speeds, and one, pair, and pair one those. Thing. On the reels, pair will those. not bring a graphite reel. Right, absolutely. And, Go and, with aluminum, a new aluminum frame. Right. And pair those with the, the right rod, and you can't be beat. Well, you can because it's fishing, but Steve, what about your reels? Uh, well, on the again on the 25-pound rig, uh, star drag reel is okay. Uh, the the Pen Fathom 15 is a very nice size. It's the same size as the classic old for all you old guys out there. Newell 229. It's a real good size for fish. You know, under 50 pounds. Then your workhorse 
is your it is a two-speed, 10 fathom or torque. I like the torques. Um, you know, they're not in everybody's budget, but uh, there's either the torque or the fathom. Either the 25 narrow, but with the size of the fish, people have been maybe leaning towards the 30 size, holds about 100 extra yards of line. That could be very nice to have. That's your workhorse. That'll handle fish up to maybe a little over 100 pounds. And then, you know, again, people look at their, at their, at their uh, history and they're like, I never even saw a fish over 100 pounds my entire life. Well, now they're out there all the time. So you've got to have something like a 10 fathom 40 narrow, fill it full of 80-pound braid, and put an 80-pound mono top shot on there. And that will be good for fish up to about 200 pounds. If Perfect. they're going to be 300 pounds, or there was, a, there was only one, but there was one last year, 400 pounds, right off Catalina. Right. It's not out by Hawaii. It was by Catalina. Okay. Those fish are out there, and, you know, and they're going to bite when you're not ready for it. And if, right if now, for, since 2016, this is the new normal. And get used to right. being right. So, um, <clears> you know, I want to. Uh, say hey uh, a shout out to a couple people here real quick we're, we're running out of time we have Cliff hang in there my friend it does get better Don, Phil, Paul, Mike, Agar, Tom Kurt, Mike and Mike and uh, one other thing real quick go to savefishing.com fill out that survey or we're going to be paying three to five times of what you're paying now to go out on a boat if there's any boats that are left out there savefishing.com Savefishing.com. Steve? Hey, Ron. Oh, can I? Uh, yeah. yeah, hold on. Go ahead. Can I? Go ahead, Oliver. Let me uh, just uh, say something here to match Steve Reels. Um, and you guys know me. I don't I don't push the FS brand extra hard. Pick your rod. Pick your manufacturer. It doesn't matter. Right? But at the end of the day, you want to have a, you know, a 20, 30, 40 in Southern California year-round anyway. Right. The, the reels that Steve mentioned cover that. Right. Uh, get a rod that's also going to be able to do 20 to 25, so like a light with that bottom 15, uh, accurate 400. But you can fish 20, 25, maybe even push 30. Uh, and then you get that bottom 25, uh, accurate 500 on a medium rod, but you can fish 30 to 40. And then you get that bottom uh, or towards 40, uh, accurate 600. You put that on a heavy or an extra heavy, so you can fish the range of 40 to 50. If you have those three setups, the only thing else you're going to need is that one rod that you can fish between 60 to 80 and maybe push 100 on it. And notice how I say, you know, these most rods are rated to where you can fish two line rating, you know, the lower end, the higher end. And in the right hands, you could actually max it. Um, and you just have to know how to use that rod properly. The other thing to consider is when I use graphite with these fish, if you're going to use full spectra, go with a composite rod. If your choice is to fish a glass rod, that's fine. Keep in mind that glass rod has no backbone. It's going to bend all the way down to your handle. Same with the graphite. There is no muscle in it. That's where the composite comes in. Right. And so just do your math, do the science, add it up so that you pick the right, the right gear. Okay. And then the other thing I wanted to mention really quick is the, um, you know, the uh, artificial stuff. Uh, you know, uh, flat balls are great. Uh, right now, the hot ticket be seems to be the knife jigs. 
Um, you want to put some uh, dancing stinger uh, owners on there and then some re owner replacement hooks, maybe a 9-aught, 8-aught, 9-aught, because there are some big ones out there. And, uh, you know, uh, call the landing. Talk to them. Call, you know, everybody will give you uh, recommendations, but these guys do this every single day. Like Steve said, go to the, go to uh, ask him a question. He'll answer it. Call Call uh, Oliver. Call you know your local tackle shop. Call Turner's, our you know our favorite place. Just get out there and and talk to people about what's going on out there. Man, it's it, it, fishing of a lifetime. Incredible. Mm -hmm. So, Steve, I wanted to ask you one other question. Yes, Blue, sir. Bluefin tuna, like what colors? Like what color jig? Yeah, they'll say iron or whatever. Well, uh, generally anything with chrome in it, and uh, depending on the day, there's been uh, uh, days when they like the Katy Perry color, which is a, a, a chrome body with a blue back and a pink belly. Don't ask me how it got that. Don't, don't blame me for that name. That's just what they call it. <laughs> uh, I've done incredibly well this year with, uh, with a, a pink and silver with the glow zebra bands, kind of like, you know, like... Okay. Not a full glow on the on the one side, just like like zebra stripes. Right. That's that's been incredibly good. Um, you know, just good old blue and chrome is is never wrong. Right. Occasionally, I must for whatever reason, when when they're feeding on mackerel, green and chrome can be good. Mm. I must have hit a nerve or something. But go ahead and put uh, Billy Joe Bob back on. Morning, Billy Joe. You did hit a nerve. Hey, good morning. And, and listen, I wanted to say a very good show. I listened to the whole thing from the beginning. Good job, Ron. Now I know I can leave whenever I want. This is a good thing. <laughs> oh, Fred, oh no. Uh, okay. Hey, Oliver, I just want to say, Oliver, the uh, selection of the 700s versus the 800s was the key. Okay. The, uh, the H and the XH and then doing all the heavy work. And the bass rod. Yes, the bass rod has been putting in some time as well. So, Thanks for uh, setting me up. I was going to bring my eight-footers, and the sevens actually did a much better job. And uh, these right people on. are fascinated. Okay, guys. Know your, uh, your lines. Anyway. We're running okay, up against it job, here. Great job, guys. Sergio. Yeah, great job. Yes. I will take some halibut. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be able to add first there, Tony. Yeah, it's $3 bills, Tony. <laughs> so, but anyways... <laughs> You know, guys, hey, about a minute um, left. Uh, real That's quick here, and I know that everybody ben, wants to say ben more. Just woke up. Oh, Good morning, ben. sweetie. <laughs> um, you know, it's okay. it's everything that we do out there right now. You have the the opportunity to do a lot of stuff. You know, between Steve Oliver and um, even me, sometimes we do know what we're doing, but we will never know everything. So ask questions and make sure you get out there, because right now. Actually, uh, I I right. don't repeat what I hear the expert say. There it is. Yes. Remember, all you gotta do. while you're out there, be kind. Be kind. Be kind to everybody. Ta don't take fishing so seriously that it ruins your day. You're supposed to be out there and relax. This is Angler Chronicles signing off. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.